you again for being here. And for those of you who are our guests, you heard earlier, Dr. Chancey's not here. He had uh, actually tested positive for COVID, even though he's not really feeling bad, but he had been exposed. And um, it's kind of running through us, it seems like. Uh, our drummer's family, it's hit him, our bass player's family. So uh, that's what, what's going on there. And I don't have COVID, but I have a case of the clumsies. If you'd have been here earlier, you'd have seen me fall up there. And that's why I got that little, little white spot right there on my pants that I can't get off. So you, you missed the entertainment if you were not here in time. So uh, that's just, I've always had that though. That's something there's no cure for. Uh, I want you to, uh, to know, uh, we're gonna be looking at several scripture references today. They're gonna to be uh, I'll refer to them. We're not going to read them all, uh, but uh, you can go back and look them up later. Folks, and only did you know as a part of our our refocus process, we are focusing this year, 2022, on discipleship. And you have already been introduced to our discipleship pathway development team. That team's met for a couple of times already. We'll be meeting again tomorrow night. And our task, that the task of that team is to develop a specific discipleship pathway for McDonough Road Baptist Church. And central to discipleship is to grow up or mature spiritually. And today we want to look at some things that Scripture says about that. And so in the passage that we just looked at this morning that Bella read for us, the writer of the Hebrews said that really what they needed to do is is to grow up. You know, you listen, we don't, you know, none of you want your children to be like Jeffro Bodine, right? Who was in his 30s probably and in the sixth grade. You want people to grow up. And you want, you know, you don't want them to stay there. You don't, you send your kids off to school hoping that they will progress. And so neither should we stay babies in our Christianity. So what discipleship is and what we're trying to do is develop a pathway that will help us to grow, to learn and to grow and to move forward and to mature. That is the object of every, uh, you know, parent's intention as they have children is to raise them up, help them to mature and hopefully get out on a certain point so that they don't have to mooch off of you the rest of their life, right? And maybe if you live long enough, they can take care of you. Uh, but that's what we want to do is to help them to mature. And so that's what discipleship's about. And Paul says we just need to do that. He says we just need to, uh, we need to, don't get stuck on those elementary principles. We got to, you know, that's good. We learn them, but you don't want to stay stuck in elementary school. You want to move forward. And if you get to middle school, you don't want to stay stuck there, right? And if you get to high school, you don't want to get stuck there. And, and eventually you want to move forward. If you're working on a degree, there will be a terminal degree. Not that it will kill you. It may feel like it's going to kill you, uh, if you're working on a college degree or a master's degree, whatever it may be, but it won't. So eventually you'll get that, but you know, you're still going to continue to learn, but you're always moving forward. So it is with us as believers in the church. We want to continue to move forward. 
Second thing we want to look at is that Paul told the church at Philippi that forgetting what was behind and pressing onward. He was forgetting what was behind, number two, and pressing onward. So that's what we want to do as well, right? We don't want to go backwards. In our lives, we don't want to, we don't want to back up. We don't want to go backwards. We also don't want to stay where we are. We want to be moving forward. We also don't want to be going in a circle. How many of you remember Pascal Perez? Yeah. A famous Braves player that knew how to run around the bases and get to home, but he got on 285 and couldn't figure out where to get off, and so he was late one time for a game. Now, we don't go keep going in circles. And so Paul said that church number two at the church at Philippi, that he was forgetting what was behind. He was going to press forward, and that's what we're to do too. Now, James, and James is an interesting person. You know, James was the half-brother of Jesus, and as we've studied in the past, you know, that early on, Jesus' brothers didn't even believe who he was. But obviously, uh, and he had, so he had more than one brother, or more than one half-brother. And we don't know about the rest of them, but we do know that James came to be a devout follower of Jesus Christ. His brother, his half-brother, but to understand he was the Messiah. And so the third thing is, is that James said that our goal isn't just to learn, but to do over in chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. Hey, folks, learning is great, right? Learning is wonderful. I mean, you, you, I hope you're a lifelong learner. Bible studies are great. Uh, I'm a part of a men's group, a Bible study that... Uh, it's more of an inductive Bible study. We meet on Wednesday nights, every Wednesday night, and, and we just walk through a book of the Bible and discuss. Uh, and, you know, we have our grow groups where we do Bible studies. We have ladies' ministry that occasionally has specific Bible studies. Bible studies are great. Listening to sermons are great. You learn from them. You, uh, and discipleship groups are great. As we move forward and we... We identify specific D groups or discipleship groups. Even mentoring is great as a part of discipleship, teaming up somebody with someone else to help them grow. I was mentored in my life as a young man uh, by several people that helped me to grow spiritually. Those things are great. But none of those things will matter if we don't do something with it. And so the goal of discipleship is to move you into doing something, right? To being something. You know, if, if, you, go, if you were to go to school and, 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 and then get out and then go to medical school and get a medical degree, but you never practice medicine, what good is that degree going to do you? You know, other than you can, you know, tell everybody, oh, I graduated medical school. No, you do that so that you can practice medicine. And so as a disciple of Jesus Christ... Our goal isn't just to learn, as James says, but it is to be a doer of the Word. We want to learn the Word. We want to know what Jesus says. We want to know what we're supposed to do. 
But it doesn't stop there. Our goal ultimately is to become a doer of that word, to translate that into taking action. It's no different than what it is in life. Again, taking your children as an example. You raise your children up, you send them to school because you want them to what? To be doers. You want them to get out and get a job. You want them to be a, a productive citizen in society. That's why you do what you do with them. Otherwise, you would never send them to school. You would never teach them anything. You would just keep them in, in the bliss of ignorance as a youngster and keep them home and never let them go. But that's not what you want to do. And that's not what we're to do in the church. We want to, to grow and, and learn, but we want to do it so that we can become doers of the Word. Fourth thing I want to share with you today about this is that Paul said that we need to be able to discern the will of God in Romans 12 too. We want to be able to discern the will of God. That's another goal of discipleship, to be able to discern God's will. You know, you, you can't do that if you don't grow. A baby or a young child does not make critical decisions because why? They can't discern what is right or wrong, safe or dangerous, helpful or harmful. That child has to grow and mature to be able to discern certain things. That's why in society in general we say, okay, you know, you become an adult at 21, although there's a lot of 21-year-olds that are not very mature, but we know that there should be a certain maturity level at 21. We know that they should be able to do a certain amount of, uh, uh, have a certain amount of learning that's taking place and be able to make some critical decisions that we, we think are just not the place for somebody that's too young. And so Paul says we've got to do this. So we've got to grow spiritually. That child uh, has to, the child has to grow and mature to do that. And we have to grow and mature spiritually to properly discern the will of God. And this is exactly what we want to do in a discipleship pathway in this church, is to take and help everyone to grow and mature so that one of the things that they can do is discern the will of God. That's an important part of life for us to be able to discern what it is that God wants us to do as individuals, what He wants us to do corporately as a church, and we can only do that if we grow and we mature. And so, hence, we're going to set aside a pathway to give everyone an opportunity to, to have the best chance to do that. The fifth thing that we want you to see that Scripture tells us, Paul uh, told us, told, as he wrote the church at uh, Ephesus number 5, in Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, that we need to be imitators of God. You know, a disciple, an actual disciple, learns and grows to be like his teacher. Let me ask you this. How many, is there anybody in this congregation that in your career, your job, you were a journeyman with somebody, you know, electrician or whatever, you know, you hold up your hand. You had to walk with someone, spend time with them, and you do what? You watch them. They teach you. You learn from them, Right? And then you imitate what you saw, right? You do what you saw them do. 
Well, that's exactly what we're to do, Paul says. A disciple learns and grows to be like his teacher. And who is our teacher? Jesus is our teacher. So how do we know what to do to be like him? Well, there's, if you want to really be imitators of God, we've got to learn from Jesus. But how do we do that? Well, the first way we do that is through God's Word. We do need to dig into God's Word. We need to study God's Word every opportunity we get. We need to uh, be in Bible studies. We need to be in, in grow groups, which if you're not in one, listen, after this time together this morning, I want to invite you to, we've got people here that, that will happy, be happy to have you attend their grow group immediately following this, where you can go and you can study God's Word together. And don't worry, you know, you say, well, I don't know enough. And I don't want to get, you know, ask a question I don't know the answer to. You won't be put on the spot. You're, you're there like everybody else to learn. We're there to learn. You need to be a part of learning God's Word. You need to not only do that, though, folks, you need to spend time in God's Word outside the setting of the church. You need to have a personal time in your life that you read God's Word. There are a lot of great tools that would help you if you would just take uh, the time to read through the Bible. Have a daily devotional time. Reading devotionally every day and praying over what you read. There are tools that can help you read through the Bible in a year. that will chart out if you'll read these verses. But don't read them just to read them. Read them and pray over them and ask God, what is it I need to learn from this? But we particularly, as we look at the life of Jesus in the gospel accounts, we get a real good picture of some things about how we're to live and how we're to respond and what we're to do, right? As we look at the life of Christ. So you need to get into God's Word. But Paul flips that back on himself too. And the other way that we are to be imitators of God, if we're going to learn to be like Jesus, learn from Jesus... Is, is that we learn from other disciples. We spend time with other believers who are mature, who have uh, been walking with God and, and know His Word and are serving Him faithfully, and we learn from them. We, we, we let them mentor us. We have discussions with them. We let them hold us accountable as we, as we walk through life to get better and to grow. And that's a part of that as well. And so we learn that from other disciples. And why do you do that? Because when you grow and you're going to come to a point, guess what? God's going to want you to do the same thing. And as I stand here and I look across this congregation, I look at some of you who've been walking with the Lord a long time and you've been studying His Word a long time and, and you've been uh, in, a member of a church for a long time. You've been a, a believer for a long time. And guess what? You should be at the point, if that's the case, where you are discipling somebody else. You don't even have to wait on a discipleship pathway to do that. You should be investing your life in new believers. You should be reaching out to non-believers to draw them in and share the Christ with them so that they can know Christ and then you can help them grow. That's what we're supposed to do. And you should be doing that. And across this nation and really across the world in so many places, the church has totally, totally failed at that. 
Because what we have done, we have made church a place where you come and you attend and you attend an event. You, grow group is an event. Worship service is an event. Uh, a youth activity is an event. Whatever it is. And then we go home, but we don't vest ourselves in other people. We don't do life with other people. And that's not the way that Scripture laid it out for us to do. So we need to also, in our own lives, as disciples, help mentor others. Well, then finally, Paul talked to one in, that he actually mentored and discipled, a young guy named Timothy, number six. In 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, and Paul told Timothy this. He said, I want you to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. This is what Paul said to Timothy. And who was Timothy? Timothy was a young man that would minister with Paul, but that Paul also discipled. Paul was his mentor. Paul taught him. Paul held him accountable. Paul encouraged him. Paul spent time with him, did life with him. And he says, what you need to do, and this really should be our goal on earth, to present ourselves to God as one who is approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed because we're doing what God's called us to do. We know what He wants us to do because we can discern His will and we're rightly handling this word of truth. We should want to be equipped the way God wants us to be equipped. We should not look at church as a social club, but a place where we come to grow together so that we might go out and do what we're called to do. We want to serve Him the way He wants us to serve. And if we do this, if we do this, if we jump on the pathway and we grow and we do, there comes a point where we do what he, Jesus called upon His disciples to do. And what was that? We're told in Matthew, the 28th chapter, and that's to do what? Go and make what? Disciples. So you're not doing this just so you can be a happy-go-lucky follower of Jesus Christ, but Jesus' plan is so that you and I and all of us can go and make disciples. That is the Great Commission, folks. That is the command from Jesus. Forget everything else, but that's what it boils down to. We're to go and make disciples. You can't do that if you're not a disciple yourself. And you can't begin to grow as a disciple if you don't know Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not talking about know Him up here, but I'm talking about know Him here. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you have not personally invited Him to be Lord of your life and committed your life to Him, to follow Him as your Lord and Savior, you are not His disciple. You are a spectator in life. You see, 
You know the difference between a spectator and, a, and, and, and one that's a disciple? A spectator last week were those 92,000 people that were sitting in the stands up there to celebrate Georgia's national championship. But the ones who did the work, they were the disciples of a certain plan and a coach and their coaches to do what needed to be done. Those people, they were just spectators. And you can go to church from now on and just be a spectator or you can be a disciple and then you can go make disciples. You can be on the sidelines or you can get in the game where you're supposed to be and make disciples. And this is what we're called to do. And this is why it's so important to us. And this is why the refocus team has said, and we realize this in our church, this is lagging. We have, we have not done a good job as we should have in this. And we want to do better and we want to help you more. And we want to help those who are new believers to jump on board and be able to plug in and grow so we can help them not lose them, help them grow and grow and grow and become full-fledged, involved, and mature so that they are in turn making disciples. Well, you can't do that if you don't know Jesus. So today, if you don't know Jesus, if you've never invited Him into your life, you don't even, maybe you don't even know what we're talking about. Well, we want to talk to you about that. And, and after this service, I'll hang around. If you want to come talk to me, I'll be glad to share with you what that means a little more in detail. If you're watching online, we've got a, a you can email our pastor at that email address up there, dchancy at mcdonoughroad.org, and he will, we will get back with you. We'll talk to you about how to start a relationship with Jesus Christ today. Today. So that you can be a disciple. But as I look here, maybe you realize that you faltered and you've not grown like you should have. You've kind of gotten stuck back here in elementary school spiritually. And maybe you just need to pray to the Lord to help me to do what I need to do to learn and to grow more. By the way, you're always going to learn and grow. You never stop learning and growing in life. You never stop learning and growing uh, with the Lord. But maybe there's specifically the Lord's telling you that you've fallen short on what you know you need to do. And so I want to pray that you'll make the commitment, particularly as we roll out what we have and opportunities that come down the pike, that you will take advantage of those and that you will be a part of that so we can help you. And maybe your biggest fault, your biggest stumble in life is that you are not making disciples. Guess what? Disciples make disciples. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to give you an opportunity in a minute as we, uh, as, as Mark comes and leads us in our, uh, a little bit, I mean, it's a little bit for you to just have a moment of prayer. Maybe you just want to come off to the side here and pray or pray where you are before we have our closing hymn. Because it is so important that we make disciples. And so before we have our time for our giving and our, our prayer for that, I want to just ask you where you are. 
Let's, you can bow your head there, or like I said, you can come down over here. We, I know we got COVID. We're kind of being careful. But if you want to come pray that, Lord, just help me to be a disciple maker. Help me to grow like I want to grow. And take a minute to do that and have a word of silent prayer, and then I'll close us. And then uh, our deacon of the week is going to come and lead us in our prayer for giving. Father, we just come to you and ask that you help us to look at the areas that we need to grow in and help us to do our due diligence, to do our part, to grow and to mature. Lord, we ask you to help us take a good look at ourselves. And if we're not doing what we need to do in making disciples, if we as believers are not helping others to grow, Lord, convict us of that so that we can be a part of that journey for them. And Lord, if there's one here today that doesn't know you, we ask that today will be the day that they start the journey with you as they invite you into their life. And then Lord, ask that they will share that with us so we can celebrate with them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, each week, one of the things that we do and should do as disciples of Christ is to give of our financial resources. That's biblical, back to the local church. And so before uh, Fred's going to come and lead us in our offertory prayer. But please note that we have boxes, drop boxes by the doors back here and out here that you can drop your gifts in as you leave. Fred, you lead us in our prayer, please, sir. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us your son to reconcile all with you. We thank you for so many blessings and unseen blessings. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for giving us the freedom to worship you in this country without any persecution. Lord, now that we come to the time to give you our offerings and tithes, Lord, accept them. May we be able to use it to further your kingdom on earth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.